Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, the only Wild Bow web serial shorter than the Bible, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Void chapters 7.10 and 7.11. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know whether any of the protagonists are erased from both memory and existence in the middle of the story and don't want us to tell you, Stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. <laughs> um, before before we get to the misery, um, we want to congr- like send some congratulations um, for our Pale Complexions fan art contest. We have first place... I'll have Malia tell it, and I'm going to do a drum roll that I don't know if anyone can hear because of the mic. But first place, King Nothing by Aquila. Yay! And we'll save our, our second place as well. Second place is The Turtle Queen by Anarava. Yay! Yay! Good job. Congratulations to you both and good job to everybody. Um, and thank you all so much for p- participating. Um, everything. Was yeah, really, they were really, really, really cool submissions. And um, I, yeah, had a hard time kind of figuring out which one I liked the best. So thanks, patrons, for helping us out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. It's nice not to be the one that just has to decide. <laughs> so thanks <laughs> all right well because i know we're both just so excited about talking about these chapters i'm gonna hey. just jump in and talk about the chapter summaries um hey. <laughs> basically uh blake and his friends scout out the factory try to come up with a plan um they end up heading over to the astrologer's place and making a deal they also make deals with the sisters and the shepherd Blake contacts the knights and they make plans to storm the factory. He kind of thinks on taking the hyena as an implement, but after talking with some of the others, um, opts to wait until a later date. Uh, 16 hours later, they go to the factory. Um, Blake is consumed and Rose comes out of the mirror. What do you think of these chapters, Malia? (laughs) Okay. I don't, I don't want to do okay but okay <clears throat> i want to read a poem <laughs> <laughs> what i want i want to read a poem for blake <laughs> okay. Okay. okay this is a really cheesy poem but it's the best one i could find <laughs> oh, tonight <my>. yeah okay <laughs> is this like a wake <laughs> this is turning into a wake for blake blake deserves to be judged by me if no one else <laughs> <laughs> okay now go ahead i'm sure it'll be beautiful I'm sure no one will okay, ever forget it. Okay, the end is actually it. really, really horrible, but I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> Not how did he die, but how did he live? Not what did he gain, but what did he give? These are the units to measure the worth of a man as a man, regardless of his birth. Nor what was his church, nor what was his creed, but had he de- befriended those really in need? Was he ever ready with words of good cheer? To bring back a smile 
to banish a tear. Nor what did the sketch in the newspaper say, but how many were sorry when he passed away. (laughs) (sighs) I think they're still sorry, even if they don't know why. We can talk about it now. (laughs) That was very sweet. That was very nice, Malia. Um, I didn't expect you to read a poem, but I think that's very sweet. Um, uh, Well... Yeah. Any other thoughts or is that pretty much well, just good enough for now? I thought about how I don't remember if you led me to speculate about this or what, but like, you know, I've been like jokingly speculating about like, what if Blake just dies? Ha ha ha. Um, I hope you all had fun. <laughs> oh, we did. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but like, um, there was like, do you remember some of the discussions we had where you were talking about like how like it'd be like a worse fate than death to just like be forgotten by everyone. No, we're going to talk about how I feel really bad soon, but we don't have to talk about that right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. We won't talk about that yet. Well, <laughs> in that case, let's dive in. Um, Blake and his friends scout out the factory for information and they kind of, he kind of discusses Maggie again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay um yeah um i didn't expect us to be at the factory i expected i mean yeah i, I think i expected us to be like in an implement ritual with the hyena or whatever um and so the fact that they're just like standing outside the factory was a surprise um it's a little unclear as to like exactly how much time has passed i mean they presumably got some rest but blake's also just kind of a restless person and so he wants to be doing stuff um so they're here they're doing recon they're doing the stuff um and yeah and then i had a whole bunch of thoughts as so these were all you know notes were taken on my second read through so i was thinking about how like if you have an implement and it gets eaten by luxiver um which is one of the new names for malaver slash earth slash the splitter that we've decided on um (coughs) how he might eat your implement and you never get it back because the whole, you know, implements mm-hmm. like will come back to you eventually unless something really awful happens. And this seems like, nope, you wouldn't get it back. And that would just suck. I wonder if you get a new implement or if you just never could. Um, and then, you know, Tiffany's here and I'm like, holy fuck, why did Tiffany awaken? Like, like, I don't think Alexis would regret it knowing. And I think that Ty has like a potentially fun and exciting life of being a ridiculous technomancer, whatever the fuck ahead of him. But, like, fucking Tiffany is just here, and she's very sweet, <clears throat> and, like, what? <laughs> <sighs> um, so I'm upset about Tiffany now, and, you know, yeah, I'm upset about a lot. Um, yeah, so then they're, like, so, of course, we had to read these two chapters together, right? Because you start here, and we end here, and they're, like, yeah, so what does it do? Oh, it's, like, you'd never had a hand, because it eats your hand, and you never had one. And it's, like, well, how does that work? Your brain just, you know, does the thing. And then Blake's like, maybe you just don't make sense of it. It eats away at you. This thing that's wrong with your understanding of the world. And you might go crazy. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, how much of this story can make sense in these characters' minds without Blake existing? Um, I mean, obviously, I'm worried about everyone. I'm very worried about Alexis, Ty, and Tiffany, who won't remember why they awoke. um, (laughs) Unless Mm -hmm. Rose is somehow, like, magically inserted in all their brains um also like all of blake's family isn't going to remember rose 
and it's gonna be like wait who the fuck is this and she'll just be like yeah obviously i exist and unless spirits i don't know and then like evan is still a bird and i i don't know (laughs) and Paige is around well said (laughs) (laughs) um it also just hurts that he like finished black lamb's blood like this whole thing was just like He's doing all these things to like prepare and do things and keep doing things because of course you would, and it just hurts a lot. Um, but also, like, will Rose do the the thing, um, the 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 babysitting the demon thing, or whatever? Mm. Will Rose kill us all? We don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Also, will people know why Laird's dead? There's just so many problems. Okay, <clears throat> so the graffiti. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Grandma Rose was like, "I will do my best to find this demon." <laughs> Picturing young Rose, young Grandma Rose doing graffiti is actually like pretty metal. Um, picturing old like, Grandma Rose doing graffiti is fucking funny, it's hilarious. Yeah, just tag like just going out and put like tagging everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I really hope it was her. Cause... I want to see fan art of Grandma Rose tagging <laughs> a building. Something. Yeah, with an evil demon inside. <laughs> Um, cause like who else has the, <laughs> the ability in this area to do this sort of a thing? I mean, like, I guess there are, there are amount of diabolists, but as far as we know, there aren't any like in Toronto, um, and grandma would come visit sometimes. So <sighs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the building's degrading. So, you know, <sighs> Luxembourg could get out and there's a potential problem there. And I don't know if Rose will ever deal with it. (laughs) All these things. Um, But we can talk about Evan because Evan's fun. Evan's amazing. He's always amazing. Yeah. Um, He's doing recon and he comes back and tells Blake about what happened and that there was a hawk. And he's like, I screamed at a hawk. And then he's like, well, actually, I just started screaming. And then I kept screaming until it flew away. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Oh, he's so incredible. Um, he's pretty amazing and he's like fire sparrow and ty and evan are like that sounds badass and it'll be great um and it's pretty funny and it's both like concerning when maggie takes him seriously and talks to him about different options later but also like great like i love i don't know i want people to take evan seriously um Mm -hmm. which i think a lot of them do and um there was a question in discord about like what other types of sparrows could there be um and I sort of picture Evan as an Eevee. Um, he's the normal type Sparrow. And there's just so many options, right? There's the ice type and the water mm. type and the electric type. <laughs> you know? Mm. He has so many options laid out before he's him. He's got a lot of options. Yeah. Um. There should be a flying type Eevee. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Eevee with I wouldn't wings. be surprised if that's yeah. in the car. They keep adding more Eevees. So. Yeah. You know, so why not? Cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> and when he's like, Blake, did you hear the fire sparrow idea? Maybe you didn't because you're not even half as excited about it as I am. Like, <laughs> 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 Picture me doing everything that I've been doing, except I'm on fire. On fire. <laughs> like, You help Blake not fall over fairly consistently. That sounds like bad if you're on fire. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? that does uh, sound kind of bad he's so cute yes um he's the best he's the best um 
but yeah, so they talk about plan A, which they don't have a plan, and plan B, which is Maggie's plan. And I'm kind of confused as to what these two plans are, because if plan B is the whole, like, go ask people for permission, that seems like a really chill plan, um, which makes me think it's plan A. But then, like, what the fuck mm. was plan B? <laughs> um, maybe we'll see plan B with Rose, <laughs> because presumably Rose is still in the contest with Conquest or something. Maybe not, though, because it was with Blake. I don't know. I it, it was with Blake. It I don't sucks. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing like this. Okay, so in Pale, Gabe was erased. And, like, just no one really remembers he existed. But he wasn't, like, the driving force for the entire conflict in the entire city. And so it's a little hard to imagine. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah i also maggie giving alexis bad vibes is ominous and makes me worried i I do i I like maggie but i am worried um same with i like rose but i'm worried um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah also jenny what would happen do you think unless you can't tell me if luxifer got into ty's phone it'd be bad like would it then manifest eyes and get into everyone who looked at ty's phone would it like eat the internet um good questions um <laughs> i guess i don't probably yeah. i don't understand the whole getting into your brain thing i mean i'm kind of thinking it just would open up to get anywhere pretty much so yeah into his eyes anyone who looks at it um that's kind of what i was picturing but um it would be bad it'd be bad yeah. um yeah Let's hope we don't find out. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Should I get on to the next part? Let's do it. Okay. They end up picking up Maggie and they drive over to the astrologer's place where they pledge to help her with the sisters in exchange for gi- her giving Blake permission to practice magic. Yeah. Um. It is interesting. Blake is like, we live in the great white north and yet like I keep ending up in like tiny places that don't have enough room. Um. But like, I don't know the way this place is described. It just makes me feel like it's kind of like a Zed character who, you know, from the past, um, just like a super nerd who loves like cool tech and like loves people and um, likes mentoring and all that stuff. Like, I just feel a lot more connected to her and her mentor when I think about like Zed. Um, and I really love how, she has the sentimentality and she has this attachment to these things that maybe aren't as practical and maybe hold her back in certain ways um, because it makes her a lot more human. And I think that's why she was able to like empathize with Blake and realize like, Oh, you know, like it seems like the reason she was like kind of on his side was that he, um, she recognized like how hard he had tried to try to do these like good things. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas like, and a big part of that is because I think she is very human and very sentimental. Um, so I really love her. Um, I like her conversation with Ty. I'm hoping that that goes somewhere and then he like gets away from diabolism. <laughs> um, like none yeah. of the three of them are officially in the diabolist camp, but it's still kind of scary. Um, and it seems like Diana could use someone else in her life and that could be fun. That's true um yeah i also there was another question in the discord about um the the statement 
Blake says, I couldn't help but wonder what kind of implement a guy got when his defining trait was an inability to commit to a path. Um, <clears throat> and this reminded me of Verona, like Ty and Verona feel kind of similar to me and like, you know, potentially loving the practice and just thinking it's so cool and wanting to really understand it, but also like not really wanting to pick. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know what would be a good implement for Verona, but um, I was thinking the first thought was like a compass um, in terms hmm. of like a compass is useful, even if you change your mind about where you're going. Um, like it's not a map, right? Um, it doesn't lead you to like specific places, but it helps you figure out like, and like orient yourself. Um, and so even if you decide to change directions or destinations or whatever, it can still like help. Um, I don't know what all the like socio, whatever the fuck implications are necessarily, but I think that could possibly be a cool one. You'd probably always know where you were on earth or something like wh- what direction you were facing. Um, uh, I also thought of like one of those Leatherman tools or whatever that have like eight different little thingies. Um, Tyler seems pretty uh, hands on. And so if you got one of those like super versatile things, maybe it could help him like be able to change things up and do a lot of different stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also thought of like modeling clay or something um, that you can like something really malleable that can change easily and still be good and useful. I don't know. Again, I'm not really sure what traits and use people would get from that, but there's probably cool stuff you could do with any one of those. So. <clears throat> all right so next stop they go and see the sisters to deal Ooh. um their aesthetic is so good it's just like these long hooded red robes where all you see is like their red lipstick lips god like fucking so good um so good not sure why one sleeve was longer than the other i wonder if like the the main the elder sister has like two full-length sleeves or something um and I wonder if maybe they're covering up some tattoos or markings or something. But also, like, I don't know that their families are aware. So it probably can't be anything too weird. Or um, their partners might be like, hey, what is that? <laughs> so maybe it's just a, like, way to mark off the different levels in the circle. Um, yeah. It's also interesting. I've never thought about, like, I, or I don't remember ever thinking about, like, calling a female lord a lady um but like's like yeah if you were lord or lady or whatever the fuck and i was like oh weird like yeah they're just lords like they're and i'm wondering mm-hmm. is that progressive kind of because like how we just say actor now or whatever like we're trying to move away from the gendered language um or is it regressive because lord is the male term and men are lords kind of a thing um mm-hmm. and it was sort of an interesting thought um and here's where we get the whole like you know blake's tainted by dealing with demons um which rose still technically hasn't done but rose is tainted by conquest (laughs) yeah which is bad um (laughs) i'm i'm wondering how much of this is conquest and how much of this is rose um i think rose has always been a little bit more willing to get down and dirty with the dark deeds but also there are a lot of parallels between, you know, wanting to use violence and wanting to use strength and scare and whatever people. Um, the killing squad of horrors seemed kind of very much up Rose's alley and I wasn't that surprised, but maybe I should have been. Hmm. Um, cause I was like, yeah, this sounds like something grandma Rose would do, 
is like assemble like super demon squad but also we don't really know much about like what she did with the practice other than binding barbatorum um Uh which was described as having been done for like good reasons yeah um so i don't know i get oh and she had uh what's his face the goblin guy who watched them have sex whatever his name was our space something like that Arse pint. Arse pint. That sounds right. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's like, you know, there's this deal with the sisters about um, if Blake breaks the terms where they're agreeing and let him practice, um, Alexis has to answer three questions. Um, and like, is that still a thing? Does anyone still remember it? Do they remember it, but they just don't remember why? Uh, um, and... I appreciate that Alexis speaks up and is like, I'll do it if you like lay off of the astrologer. Um, I'm hoping the astrologer will continue to be somewhat of a thing in the story, but I don't don't know. Um, Yeah. There's also the comment where Blake's like, oh, I should keep Rose away from the mirror. And I'm like, wait, do you think Rose is going to like free conquest? Um, That feels like a stretch. Maybe she will now because Rose... (laughs) <laughs> but yeah and it sucks that he's just like i mean I'm, I'm remembering that his chest is still all waxy when he dies and the whole everything is yeah sad and just all the plans he has and all the things you know he wants to do and it's just ugh. um and he feels the sort of damocles hanging above him right but he still goes to the factory which still goes he's just so fucking blake yeah <laughs> he is he sure is <sighs> yeah well, then next stop is to the shepherd. Um, this is sort of interesting and kind of surprising. Um, Evan's great and obvious and, you know, makes this work where he's just like, you suck and you didn't stick up. Like, you didn't get me. Blake got me and you suck real bad and Blake's cool and you suck. <laughs> Which, like, gets Blake <laughs> to, you know, think of, oh, okay, like, I know what'll get you to do it. Like, I'll start, I'll become your competition unless you let me practice outside of the contest which i'm kind of like how would you do that unless you can practice but he i don't know he figured it out um and then he was like also i might be erased lol (laughs) (laughs) whoops so so the shepherd just like signs his name on the ground and walks away that was funny i like the shepherd sucks but i kind of like him Um, (laughs) i i think though really it's just like i mentioned this later but he sends ghosts to help um and that just was really touching like yeah that was pretty cool like even like someone as like much of a shithead as this man is and like self-centered and like all of that can recognize like okay if he can prevent this this would be good or stop this thing yeah or whatever it'd be nice Uh, well after that um like they decide to organize and meet up the knights with the knights and plan for the factory um, Blake almost takes the hyena as an implement, but decides to table that for now. Um, so Wabo fucked me over, and I should have realized that he was not going to take the hyena as an implement, which is what I thought in the first place. <laughs> Jenny also fucked me over, to be fair, but it's okay. Hey! <laughs> so far in this story, I- that's my job! <laughs> I've been kind of like, oh, I don't know how good Jenny is at, like, lying to my face but now i know (laughs) (laughs) 
um, funny. Yeah. Well, so I'm in my notes. I put, of course, he didn't take the fucking hyena as a fucking implement because that is a bad and insane idea. Like awakening your fucking friends two and a half minutes after telling them magic is real and not explaining demons. Yeah. <laughs> so to be fair, uh, Blake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Blake. Oh, Blake. Um. So they talk about different interpretations, right? Um. Alexis thinks that it doesn't suit Blake aesthetically, which I agree. Um, but they talk about, you know, weapons um, and why how these goblin weapons are a thing, which is cool to learn that, like, um, if two goblins are fighting each other, like, big, big-time goblins, and, you know, the choices between servitude and death, um, a way to make the servitude less uh, painful and to maybe gain yourself some renown through it would be to bind yourself as a weapon that the other person can use. Um, and that way you as the weapon is like badass and gains renown. And also the person who has defeated you can show you as their new weapon for however long you are their weapon and uh, rally your people around them, which is interesting and kind of cool um, and makes sense as to why this is a thing. Um, but yeah, talking about the spikes and how that's kind of like a metaphorical fuck you as part of the design, um, which can be good and can be bad. Um, Blake seeing it as a symbol of the time he acted to better the world and he managed to succeed in that. Um, but there are a lot of negative implications of this, but it's also really powerful and Rose is really pushing him to take this because they need more power. Um, I also had forgotten last week that the sword was broken slash. I don't know if I realized that all of the sword was broken and that's interesting and makes it different in a lot of ways uh ties like you know if it's supposed to be your dick and it's broken that feels like a bad symbol or something (laughs) that's probably not great (laughs) Um, uh, but rose is like yeah trophies and shamanism and you know it's the hyena was strong and durable and inspired fear and that's something you want and it's like well maybe we don't and like you know blake trying to find a way that's not violence and rose being like but what um it's just like i'm worried about rose but also Maybe Rose not in the mirror won't feel as desperate. Um, although maybe she will because Hopefully she not. won't remember that she was ever in a mirror. But I don't know. Um, just be like, wow, I have this re- really old fashioned taste in fucking clothes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think she does, though. You know, she kind of she cultivated that. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it was interesting hearing about how Blake doesn't want a domain. Um <laughs> Bless you. you. Um, you know, Blake doesn't want to confine himself to a specific location, and Rose is immediately like, "Like I'm confined," and I'm like, "Bitch, he didn't do anything to you. Like, fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, maybe he doesn't want to be confined. Like, you're confined. He can't. He can't help you. I don't know what to do. All he can do is die. Like, okay. Like, ugh. yeah. <sighs> um, but yeah. So I, I do think if he had gotten you know something that had resonated, that'd be cool. And I don't know what would have worked and we'll never know or something unless magic, but I don't think wild bows into like hand wavy come back from the dead bullshit. So yeah, this is really random. <laughs> it just took, it just kind of took me by off. Um, <laughs> it was, I was uh, just Googling some, uh, trying to Google fan art. Um, Cause I thought it'd be fun to send you a couple <laughs> that you could actually look at. Um, so I, and I put a couple links up 
but I typed Rose Thorburn and a picture of this actual like old lady like went on Google and it said obituary and I clicked on it and it's it's actually like a real obituary <laughs> for uh for someone named Rose Thorburn which I mean it makes sense that that actually could be a real name um it just anyway it's not that interesting it's not that mind blowing it just took me by surprise so I thought I'd share that with you wow. um but I did find a couple little fan art things for you to look at one pic one is a picture someone drew of rose thorburn which i really really like um and the other one is evan at oh. being uh his fire fiery self they're both so good so i've actually i've seen this picture of rose before um isn't that good it's really, I really good like i don't know where i saw it and now it's like i'm re like i mean it was like oh yeah she has cuts on her face because whatever packed um but like with the the haircut um now i know why it looks like that um where i didn't really mm -hmm. notice before that it's kind of uneven and stuff um mm -hmm. god and she uh the clothes are so good she she rocks those clothes uh rose yeah fucking hell um, evan. and evan's so cute i'm sad <laughs> evan's so cute oh. he's a fire sparrow oh. and it's the cutest thing in the world <laughs> it's so cute uh, anyway i wanted to show you this so thank you this is fun You're welcome and sad <laughs> Trying to bring some cheeriness <laughs> before the crash. Uh, yeah. Um, but then you know Rose is really kind of pushing him, and he's like, "Yeah, this feels bad." And Maggie's like, "She's like Maggie, why don't you back me up?" Basically, and Maggie's like, "No, if he wanted to, I would support him, but he doesn't want to." So like, nope, we're good. <laughs> Let's not do this. <laughs> Which I really appreciated. Um, and I also appreciate that she was like, "Yeah, Rose, you should also not push him on this." Um, I am worried about what Rose is going to take as a familiar implement domain. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. Um, but sh demon sword, <laughs> demon house, <laughs> actual demon. 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 Yeah, but Hermes like a uh, Corvidae, right? That'll suck. <laughs> but maybe she's <laughs> smart enough to not do that. Um. So yeah, and part of me is wondering if something about this whole being like no nah, it's cool like part of it is like is it because you want the hyena but also it's dead now so maybe it's not that exciting to you and part of it is i mean it's either just like maggie's cool and doesn't want to pressure people into doing stuff that is kind of bad for them or i wonder if it has something to do with the situation she's currently in which is still a question mark in a thrilling yeah. way <laughs> um uh... all right should i move on to the next part yes. all right okay the knights help to get lights and fuel set up around the factory. Um, Isadora, the sisters, and the shepherd are there actually to help as well. Um, Blake and Evan enter the factory. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so before he talks to Maggie about, and he kind of is like, hey, like literally what's going on with you? And she, she still doesn't tell him, but I think she really appreciates that he's like, I mean, he says like, we we can stop this and we can go deal with your thing. Like, and she's like, well, yeah. you might not get all these people back to help you, so, like, you should do this now. Um, but also, I appreciate it. Um, Does I, that help you feel less worried about her a little bit? Or? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still worried in the, like, I'm worried for Maggie. Um, I'm worried that Maggie will do something bad and dumb and stuff, but I think Maggie's, you know, in general, a good person. Um, but there's obviously something happening 
and it's obviously yeah. not great. Um, the judge. Oh, not the judge. Sorry. They um they so they tried with this one, right? They were like, let's go in the daytime. Let's calculate when the most sun is going to be in the windows. Let's bring these lights. Let's bring this fire. Let's like do the thing. Blake has a flare gun. All the stuff. Um and oh, I just um is Dora just there because she just is there <laughs> and she doesn't do anything useful um <laughs> and it, so yeah so it seems like the plan is they want to burn everything but there's a basement and they're concerned about it just going into the basement and so blake's role is to throw burning shit into the basement is that right <laughs> i was sort of trying to suss this out and it seems like you know like blake's gonna go in he's gonna go over toward the basement and throw something mm-hmm. and they're all gonna pour gas and shit in and it's like if yeah no matter what when the time runs out you burn the place down kind of a thing um mm-hmm. which it seems like they don't do rose is like abandon the mission i'm like bitch burn the place down <laughs> but also i guess you don't want the demon to maybe get out i don't know anyway um yeah so uh oh also something got erased um i'm assuming this wasn't just a typo <laughs> um probably not where it was like maggie went to go stand on the other side of and then the sentence and paragraph ends without any punctuation and i'm like of what um something that disappeared um the yeah so they're they're you know they're gonna go in and it's actually like he he talks about how he looked into firebirds and it's a really bad idea and i'm just like i'm really happy that he looked into it like he really cares about evan and what evan wants um and it's just very sweet that he, he wasn't just like no he was like well okay i'll look into it like <laughs> and he, now he's still like you know no um but it's just i don't know it's great um also i guess the hyena gets eaten here which is interesting um i was like is rose gonna fucking do this but no she's not uh probably <laughs> uh i don't know anything um but yeah and then he he um he has evan which is nice and scary and the dolls are there to make the fires bigger uh and mm-hmm. and the issue just seems to be like there's just a bunch of cracks and rubble and things that make shadows where the demon can hide uh yeah and the ghosts are like we'll draw fire circles <laughs> which you know that's pretty cool really cool but I'm just like, how are you doing? Uh, okay, you're just stepping through fire and it's fine. Um, and he finds the demon when he pours gas on the rubble and then the ghost lady girl lights it and he notices the demon like runs away and gets burned in the light. And you're like, wow, the light is effective. <laughs> Yay! Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of kind of hard to be like, yeah! Uh, well, uh, and that leads right into... Um, Despite his best efforts, Blake's existence is consumed by the demon. Uh, Evan does escape, and Rose ends up coming out of the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. This all just happens real fast. Um, The demon drags rebar to try to make sparks, to try to light all the propane and shit that they're throwing in there, possibly to create more rubble and stuff and obstacles for blake to be able to get out or something um it also makes the smoke that the demon can hide in which blake realizes too late um but evan makes or blake makes evan leave he throws him which was 
good and that demon doesn't get him which is good and i'm upset um Mm -hmm. he realizes that like the little there's like the window but it's pieces of glass and in between those pieces of glass where the like iron holding the window together or whatever is the demon has like stretched out over that area so if he tries to jump through it it will still like touch him um so he's like so i can't get out the window i have to get out through the door but he can't get out through the door because there's smoke there and he's like what if i just wait here can they come get me but the demon can like stop anyone from remembering he exists by breaking the connections and Blake's like, what if I shot the flare gun through the window? Yeah. And then he dies. Then he, yeah. And it's really awful it. that he thinks I could shoot the flare gun through the window when he's not next to the window. <gasps> and it was just like, and I didn't make it. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what do you mean you didn't make it? And then we don't hear. <gasps> yeah. Uh, um, it's good that Wildbo puts this thing with Alexis in at the end because if we hadn't had that, I probably wouldn't have believed the last line or I would, I would have been like, okay, well something, you know, whatever. But like, this is like, yeah, like straight up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so she's, she's really upset and sh- she doesn't seem to quite know why. Um, Ty stops her and is like, we agreed. Remember what we agreed to, but like, is it just that they agreed not to go in? Like they promised not to go in. And Rose is like, Oh, fuck this plan. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Does that mean you're not going to set the building on fire? Like, what? And then um, Alexis doesn't... I mean, unless this was somewhat poetic or something, Alexis doesn't know who Evan is, and that was possibly Mm. the worst part of the situation. (laughs) Um, That's the worst part of the situation. It's not the worst part of the situation, but at least... No, it's it's really bad, actually. I'm really worried about Evan, because if Evan... If they don't know who Evan is, and Evan doesn't know why Evan is the way he is, and he won't move on, and all of the things, I just, like, don't... I hate this so much. Um, what even happens to Evan? But it's it seems like there's a chance they don't know who Evan is, which is horrifying. Um, and then Rose is out because magic. And I'm happy for her and upset. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's also kind oh. of interesting that it it seemed to have just happened. Like literally the moment Blake died, Rose is out. Um, yeah. And I don't know how that exactly works. Um, I also... I mean, yeah, so I guess I'm just sort of assuming or guessing that Rose now doesn't have memories of having been in the mirror and thinks that her experiences are real. But I don't know how she thinks she got here or whatever. Um, Because people can recognize that, like, we must have lost people or whatever. So, like, I think they all know that they lost someone. Um, Yeah. And maybe they can figure out, like, the person we lost must be the person that makes is the reason we know each other and blah 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 blah. um but her just being out and like placing her hand on alexis's shoulder makes me feel like she doesn't know or she doesn't that her brain has like filled the gaps right by erasing her her being in the mirror or something i don't know yeah (sighs) i mean yeah so do you think that she like thinks that i don't know like i mean obviously you know that next well, here, we'll wait till we get to the prediction part. Okay. We'll get, I'll wait for that. Okay, so our pale in comparison section, um, the only thing that really makes sense to talk about is, like, the hungry choir and disappearances there. Right. <sighs> so we can talk about Gabe um, yeah. or any of those other, you know, any of those other people. Um, um, it's interesting with 
Gabe that um what's their name? Um gets made. Who's Rook's new assistant? Reggie? Yeah, Reggie. Um so composite kid, right? Yeah. Um is a composite of a bunch of the people who the hungry choir killed. Um yeah. and that's really interesting. Um but I think part of it is that like like the the hungry choir waifs aren't erased from existence. They're just erased from the memory of innocence. Um, but you know, like the Caneteers remember Gabe and Reagan, um, and like other people remember and whatever. And so the spirits presumably remember them. Um, and the spirits are trying to rectify that issue. Um, but I don't know if something like Reggie could manifest from, um, the splinters shenanigans because I don't know if the spirits remember Blake, um, mm-hmm. which is an interesting and concerning thought. Um, that is interesting. But cause like the spirits were so fucking mad about Duncan doing some time travel. Like it feels like erasing entire people from existence must make the spirits super pissed off. Um, and it feels like this is something Isadora should have like put more energy into dealing with because she hates that shit. But yeah, if but the spirits also remember and have to fix the shenanigans, whereas here maybe they don't. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know if this is also a good time to talk about my story about like or my story, my idea that like if you if no one remembers you and you don't ex- like you're dead slash don't exist, it's not that bad because you don't exist and you can't feel anything about it. Um, I think that sure. one of the problems. <laughs> Is that I remember that Blake exists, <laughs> and it hurts me. Um, because like all like all those other people were just sort of like, yeah, that sucks. And I mean, like the thing is that like they can probably tell that something happened, and like the emptiness of not understanding and not knowing is probably like really awful and horrifying. Um, yeah, there's a <laughs> I thought of an, a Legacies episode, um, where they kind of talk about the problems with um some of the issues around closure and like knowing what horrible fate has fallen your befallen your relative um is really important for a lot of people um even if you know it's just the knowledge that they died horribly or whatever um Mm -hmm. and so that is probably gonna be bad for everyone throughout this story um i i (sighs) so yeah i feel really bad for saying for kind of diminishing Blake's concerns about I mean part of the also horrible thing is that like Blake was super concerned about not being remembered um and his life not having meant anything um I think that even though no one can remember him he left a large impact and that his life meant something but knowing that Blake in particular was terrified of the thought of being forgotten makes this really yeah um and then also the whole uh well okay but but a potential positive is if he doesn't exist he probably can't be in hell and can't feel bad (laughs) there you go that nobody remembers him (laughs) there you go see and i mean uh yeah i mean so it's got to be better than having like a shit ton of bad karma all the time right basically i mean basically he's like neutral now well, he's not neutral right? he's nothing i'm i'm trying to be optimistic <laughs> he has no karma 
He's got no karma. <laughs> but I mean, it's not bad. Car- it's not negative karma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just such a fucking. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, Blake, I feel really bad and sad. Um, do you have another poem? No, maybe I can. That was with that one. was cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, fucking wild bow. How dare he? How dare he write it? <laughs> write an amazing story that sucks you in. Well, I'm just yeah. I'm like really excited to see how this ch- like presumably whatever this story is now could have started in arc eight, and it'd just be. I mean, like it wouldn't be that satisfying if you couldn't figure out the mystery of like the weird person that somehow influenced all of them that no one can remember. But also like for a lot of these people, he he didn't exist and like i just that's gonna be interesting i don't know god okay um like i'm just upset he was great and a good person and he tried really hard and like mm-hmm. evan and ty and tiffany and alexis and what if rose just fucking loses it <laughs> on the bright side maybe we're going back to jacob's because <laughs> rose doesn't seem to give a fuck about stopping this demon so whatever true unless she can use it um unless she can use yeah. it uh, um but yeah we can go to my bold and specific prediction and listener questions i think to talk more about what the fuck's going on yeah let's let's talk about you want to do listener questions first whatever then we can talk about yeah whatever you think let's do listener questions <laughs> okay so mega fire says so now what cries <laughs> oh i the said story. cries sorry oh, oh you said cries i was like that's weird mega fire and this is <laughs> also you're answering your own question this is also me <laughs> um yeah i'll highlight the questions um okay um yeah so two thoughts kind of um i mean i i'm like what is the story about right like i think we're still wanting to know about the thorburn heir and whether they succeed or not but that said, I don't know that there'll be a specific protagonist. I mean, like, a, obviously you all know that I could be horrifyingly wrong about what I'm about to say, but I'm kind of envisioning that it's going to be third person um, and it's going to s- switch perspectives more. Um, my original thought was maybe it'll switch perspectives between Alexis, Ty, and Tiffany, and maybe some Jacob's Bell people, possibly Rose. Rose as an enigma is really interesting um Mm -hmm. but then i was like oh yeah wait i think isadora said like the important people in blake's life would become you know tertiary or whatever in in rose's life and the weird tertiary people in rose in blake's life would become very important in roses so it's like we're kind of shifting casts a little bit it seems like which makes me feel like alexis ty and tiffany can't be that central um if this is still rose's story um or unless you know the important people were laird and conquest and maybe maggie um although if we don't fucking find out what happens to maggie i'm gonna be upset um so that makes me think like i'm not right about that but maybe we're gonna get more of like penelope and sandra and uh the other council members in jacob's bell or um maybe joseph will come back (laughs) um or i mean it's like we got to get more page but page was all i'm not sure how big of a deal page was in blake's life exactly maybe she'll become more in the story um but 
Yeah, that's I guess kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, or we're it's just going to be like first person Rose, and we're going to be like, what happens with the Thorburns? But I don't know. I just I see it kind of. I mean, I need to know if if she does the damn thing and gets the house and all of that shit. Oh, Johannes! Johannes is going to come back. She's going to marry Johannes. <laughs> Hold on. She's going to marry Johannes? <laughs> I mean, I thought Johannes was going to be a really big deal in Blake's story, and he was really not a big deal. And so how much bigger of a deal can you get than marriage? <laughs> she has to find a man. That was part of the deal. Um, or she'll just fucking lose like Blake did and... Uh, they'll release the demon at the end of the story and we'll learn that well no because this story took place i think it took place in like the 2013 2014 era um but maybe we'll learn that it didn't and whatever the fuck oh my god what if the demon that lives under grandma rose's house that comes out of the ground at the end of this story (laughs) when all of the thorburn heirs die um was influenced by charles (laughs) has come out of the ground to kill all of the lords of the area um, hmm. because of the Carmine exile. This all makes sense. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so even though they're not really related, you're making them related. Uh, okay. okay. The last sto- the, the, there's supposed to be a third story that brings everything together or something. And they're in the same area and we see the whole you know, Musser gets Toronto and now some fucking whatever the fuck has Toronto. And yeah. Okay. Um, I think you're stretching us a little bit, but <gasps> I don't know. But that's cool. I don't know. <laughs> oh dear. I just, yeah, I'm becoming like more and more convinced that there's a demon buried under the house and we're going to go back to Jacob's Bell and deal with that. And that'll be Maggie's third fire and darkness, blood and darkness thing. And but I also don't know if, so like in, I don't know if these stories are the stakes of the universe um, or more like the stakes of particular towns in areas. Because um, a demon feels really fucking big, big level, big school, big problem. Mm-hmm. So, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Based on my reactions, like, am I am I selling you more on the demon <laughs> under the house or less on the demon under the house? I think no matter what your reaction was, I'd pretty pretty sold on the demon under the house. <laughs> All right, I mean that's good to know. So no matter what I do, so okay. Uh, I hope you guys find this funny and not annoying. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure they do. Should we go over a bird's question or do we? Yes, a bird's question. Um. Which is not an Evan. It's like these are a bird. Um, why would you erase your main character halfway through the story? For the thrill. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember today about the thing that he almost did in Worm. Um, skip 15 seconds brief non-specific Worm spoilers. Um, where there's a big, big battle and he let Dice and Fate decide which characters would live. And all of the characters were on the table, including Taylor. Um, and so this feels like he was like, that would have been so fucking rad. Let's make an entire. I mean, I don't know if this was the Genesis or whatever, but it almost <laughs> feels like let's make a fucking story where I actually fucking do it. Like balls to the wall. The narrator and protagonist of this story is fucking dead. What do we do? 
Do you think that he left it up to chance like that? Or did he actually like just was like, screw it, I'm doing the main character, like for sure? Um, I kind of think he was like, no, Blake's gone. Blake's gone. <laughs> Blake's gonna get eaten. Blake's um, erased. Blake's erased. Because I mean it's so like compelling and interesting. And like I, I've been saying um as vaguely as possible to my fiance and other people, like, nothing like this has ever happened to me in a story. Like, nothing like this has ever happened in a story that I can think of that i've experienced i mean like game of thrones you know ned stark dies at the end of book one but it's not this it's not it's not this um and part of me was like this is just a big writing prompt experience (laughs) (laughs) it's a writing exercise um but i also think there's probably themes which as we all know i'm really good at um theme reasons i mean it's it makes the whole fate worse than death being erased no one remembering you thing really real because the reader does remember um and the reader's able to experience like the fullness of this human who is gone um and that kind of hurts and deconstructs those feelings in that way i guess um there's also the i mean yeah not being forgotten and having your life having made an impact in this story is a theme i would say um i do think that blake managed to make his life impactful in a positive way while also being forgotten <laughs> um or despite i guess that fact um yeah it's also just like ha 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 let's see what my readers do now <laughs> i don't know why do you uh-huh. think you did this jenny i guess unless you can't tell me for the thrill Uh yeah. Ah, uh, jeez. Cool. And then we the Jarls are all asked about the sparrow combos, which I talked about earlier. So you did. All right. Let's go back up. Um, we're gonna go for your bold and specific prediction. Woo! Which I'm assuming <laughs> you'll have a doozy or maybe a couple. Or I mean, this is a huge. <laughs> this is kind of huge, right? So our main character, fucking eaten by the. Can, by the forgetfulness like, demon right not um, just dies like just straight up, straight up just like consumed for connections cut <sighs> like everything so yeah uh so yeah first of all um next one's the interlude so what's the <laughs> interlude it's gonna be about yeah so uh kind of my hope um and kind of a thought is maybe that this next interlude will be um rose um and it will be explaining her coming into existence and like learning about replacing blake and just like all of the sus shit that rose knows and hasn't talked about um before rose no longer remembers that she was ever in a mirror or whatever um Mm. we've seen that the histories can contain references to things that have been erased um because they're I'm assuming because they're not like the first person close narratives. Um, And so I think that this is an opportunity to learn about that. Um, It could also be like, (gasps) Oh, that'd be sad. If it was like a Molly interlude, God, I would cry. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that would be sad. It'd be awful. Uh, I had a thought that there might be a time skip. There also might not be. It's not really a great prediction. 
<sighs> okay, so who do who is going to be the? I mean, because we're mostly talking in Bla- Blake's view, right? Like, yeah. who are? Is it going to just be Rose? Is it going to be one of the Bahames? <laughs> is it going to be? Uh, uh, it's going to be Penny, obviously. <laughs> um. No, I mean, it's still, I mean, the the big question to me still is, will Rose complete Grandma Rose's criteria and will she keep the house? Um, okay. I mean, it, this, but this story doesn't have to be, for, oh, I really want it to be though. I mean, it doesn't have to be from Rose's perspective to accomplish that, right? We could get like the Duchamps and the, the Hames um, in Jacob's Bell, like, trying to prevent and subvert or whatever um we still have fucking patrick just sort of hanging out and having done almost nothing in this story of any significance which is bewildering um hmm. i padrick or padrick or whatever padrick padrick um how we say it um he because i think yeah i mean I, I just think we gotta learn more about fairies and goblins and shit um hmm. i also know that there is a forsworn person in pact and that their life is awful um but i don't know if we see someone get forsworn or if we just meet how do you know that forsworn. did someone spoil some shit i mean um i need seen... to go talk no, to I... some people <laughs> well you can talk to ruben and elliot because um they were talking about is it worse to be forsworn or is it worse to die um and they were sort of like they got to a point in their conversation where one of them was like, well, I want to bring in things from Pact here, but I can't. So, I mean, like, I know that someone is forsworn and that it sucks. Are you assuming? I'm assuming it sucks. I've, I saw something that was like all the people who seem to think that death or a lot of the people who think that death would be better have read Pact. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Malia's sharp. You guys got to be careful what you talk about. <laughs> um, but I'm not so I'm not sure, like. I don't know. I almost feel like it's like Alexis or Ty or Tiffany, but I've been trying to watch um, people and what they've been saying and promising. I'm not sure how Blake being erased could affect anyone's oaths and crap um, because whatever. um, Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I mean, Alexis, Ty or Tiff would be probably the most fucking tragic to be forsworn because they literally did this just to help their friend and their friend no longer exists and they don't remember him that is fucking um, tragic yeah um i don't think it'll be rose um it could be someone who like becomes because again the the people on the outskirts <gasps> no he's not a practitioner <laughs> who that gasped I was, like, I was like what if it's andy <laughs> but andy's not a practitioner um <gasps> andy's gonna come back maybe i'm excited maybe she'll marry andy Andy or Johannes. It's got to be one of them. <laughs> Andy or Johannes. <laughs> um, what was I even talking about? Yeah, so I um, I also just feel like fairies were a thing people were too free. Like, we don't know enough about fairies for them to be, like, as scary as I think they as say they are. seemed in Pale or something. Um, okay. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I keep saying this, but I feel like we're going to go back to Jacob's Bell. Especially if Rose... Like, I think Rose doesn't want to die, right? Um, So she needs to get power. But also, they need to fulfill the... They, she needs to fulfill the thing. The the conditions of the will. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I 
that still feels like most of the driving thing. I mean, there's Paige and Isadora. There's all the other family members. Um, I think it'd be really cool to get inside of Rose's head and learn, like, see how she's different from Blake in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a really strong possibility that that's what happens. But I also think that, like, the weight of switching to only third person perspectives from now on feels very apt. Um, but yeah, no, I have no idea. I'll, all the, like, anything I've ever seen related to, like, protagonist of Pact has just been Blake. So I have no fucking clue. Because I think people, obviously, this would be a huge thing that you wouldn't want to spoil for people. But, um, yeah. I think that's right. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I obviously did not expect this. Or hopefully, obviously, I did not have fucking... Uh, who would kill their fucking protagonist off in the middle of their fucking story? We know one person. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah, just, we've all been waiting for this, Malia. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, I bet Mark Seven's a big deal. I thought it was going to be like they beat Conquest, or maybe he gets the like ridiculous well, implement or something. Not this. <laughs> this is like more than Summer Break was, you know? And Summer Break was huge, but Summer Break also had a huge lead up, and this was just like, oh, yeah, that lullaby. How did he, sur- like, it's just like he survived with so much less prep <laughs> and like incredibly dead. And I was like, he has all the lights this time. It's going to be great. (laughs) I was like, why are we doing this at the end of this arc? This doesn't seem like that big of a deal. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) It did freak me out when we went back to the factory at the beginning of 7.10. I was like, oh, this feels bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Everyone's going to be just waiting. I think everyone's just going to fucking love that you read a poem (laughs) so if we ever get merch um i think a possible fun merch idea could be like those shirts that list off people's names and then like one of the names is in like a different color or whatever um and i want it to be all of the problematic men that i alone must grieve for in this story and so it'll be dick swizzle fell tallow man laird blake (laughs) (laughs) and maybe more um blake is obviously not as problematic as many if not most if not all of the other people on the list are but it fits with a fun um theme and vibe that i had already established and no one's perfect so you know we're all problematic in different ways yeah (laughs) you know and as we will soon uh talk about since we recorded this beforehand just lower your expectations (laughs) as far as who else will live (laughs) just just for everything just lower just all your expectations. Yeah, I'm really, yeah. It'd be really interesting, though, if, like, only, like, men die throughout the course of this story. Um, But, I mean, uh, just those five is a really perfect shirt and list and everything. Um, And they all actually have people who can and probably are mourning for them with the possible exceptions of, well, I mean, okay, Fel and Laird all have people who are mourning for them. And Blake has people who might know that they should be mourning something. <laughs> Maybe. I feel kind of bummed out. They don't know why. I've just been feeling really bad about it and really guilty and really awful. And like part of me is like Blake can't experience how much this sucks because he doesn't exist. And he didn't exist before. I mean, if it makes you feel better, he's never existed. Like he's not real. So like 
<laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Mom was saying um, that Pale is becoming more real for her, which is funny. Um, that is funny. I was talking about how I was upset, and Mom was like, oh no, did something happen in Pale? And we're like, no, it's packed. And Jenny was like, but Blake doesn't exist. And Mom was like, they're starting to be more real to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm upset. <laughs> Why do you feel guilty? Um, I feel guilty for downplaying Blake's fears about not existing anymore. Um, and how I was like, well, that's not that big of a deal because you won't even be sad because you won't exist. And yeah, no one else I will be sad because you won't, they won't remember. It's so funny. I'm just like, uh, like, it feels like someone who is really, really into like utilitarianism and thought it was like the best shit ever. And then they read Worm and then they had to like question their beliefs. And maybe they still come out <laughs> on the other side, right? Being like utilitarianism is still the fucking best because there are a lot of things about utilitarianism that are like good and also very um, tempting and whatever, but like still gotta hurt. <laughs> yeah no that's true um is there anything else you wanted to talk about well um i don't think so um i think that's yeah i mean just anything else you want to say <laughs> is great but uh, uh, i just i like joel's gonna have this apartment and he's not going to know why it's furnished and why there's food in the fridge. And there's going to be a bike and he's not going to know why. And I'm really sad. <laughs> Maybe it'll become like their hangout apartment. Because like they'll remember, you know, tie they'll like already having times in the apartment. <laughs> then why the hell is like, is his like, you know, his mirror broken off his car, you know? Yeah. Unless he's has that fixed by now, but I hope so. It also hasn't been that long. Blake. Yeah, that's Blake true. Blake matters so much. Well, he did. <laughs> he still does. Even if no one so, knows it. <laughs> even if no one knows it. So we have a new discussion question. And I just have to say, most of the time when we come up with discussion questions, we pretty much come up with it during while we're recording the episode, because a lot of times, like we'll just think of something good. I noticed Malia wrote this down beforehand (laughs) and I'm sorry. It just, I I feel like a bad person for thinking it's kind of hilarious, but like (laughs) I can't help it. It's just really kind of funny to me. Um, So this is only Malia. Go ahead and read your discussion question that you wrote. This is where her mindset's at. So, Tell us about a story that made you question a belief you had so much that it made you feel like a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (sighs) If that's not a good discussion question, we can think of another one. Oh, it's great. It's great, Malia. Um, Do you do you uh, have another poem you want to read or like a song you want to sing and dedicate or uh, um I mean you have been taking this voice lesson so you know uh, uh, Oh there's a I don't think I could sing it. There's a song called Must the Winter Come So Soon. Uh it's a Samuel Barber song in Vanessa and I've been sort of practicing that one. Um and oh fuck, you just reminded me I need to start learning uh 
Uh, Are you saying um, that you forgot? I don't remember the name of it. It's um, hmm. Um, you don't remember the name fuck, of it. It's not fuck. <laughs> I know. It's a uh, gluck, 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 gluck. Are you um, just really trying to ignore me? <laughs> okay, I need to start listening to Kefaro Senza. Um, I mean Eurydice, but Eurydice in Italian. Um, because we're gonna start working on that, and that's you know Orpheus and Eurydice. No, okay, it's a no. Greek myth where there's a dude who he's really good at the music, and his the love of his life dies, and so he goes down into the underworld. He's one of the only mortals that's able to go down there when they're still alive and he goes down there and he like sings so beautifully and convinces hades to let him take eurydice back with him and he's like yeah you can but you can't look back um and so they he makes it almost all the way out with her but then uh looks back because he's worried she's not there and then she disappears and goes back to the underworld and it's really sad and awful okay i do know that story i must have just forgot about it (laughs) You're trying to ignore me. I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry though. <laughs> yeah, I just um, I only had that one prepared, but um I could look for more. It's up to you. Whatever you want to do, whatever will feel right to your heart. Because as I'm already pretty sure, in my opinion, we should name this Awake for Blake. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, one of my favorite poems um that actually like it's just like most of the poems don't apply to Blake because most of them are like, you'll remember me and it'll be great. Um, which isn't true. But um, here's a... What is that? Dang. Now I feel like I should have started this episode differently. I should have been like, we've gathered here today <laughs> to celebrate a man who's made an impact on all of our lives. That's and so even if you won't remember who he is, oh he still made an impact on the world and everyone feels a little emptier in their soul <laughs> for missing a piece of Blake. Uh, oh, here's the, I don't know what this is, but okay. <clears throat> it might be by Christina Rossetti. Uh, and it's called song. Um, it's called song. All right. right. Um, when I am dead, my dearest sing, no sad songs for me, plant thou no roses at my head, nor shady cypress tree. Be the green grass above me with showers and dewdrops wet. And if thou wilt remember, and if thou wilt forget, I shall not see the shadows. I shall not feel the rain. I shall not hear the nightingale sing on as if in pain. And dreaming through the twilight that doth not rise nor set, haply I may remember and haply may forget. That's perfect. I know! It even um, had rose, and it, I mean, it had, I mean, not quite a sparrow, but close enough, you know? Laugh, had a nightingale, laugh, right? Laugh. So, it's perfect. Wow. Okay, I'm upset. Um, another one that I really like is Do Not Stand at My Grave and Weep. Um, do not stand at my grave and weep. I am not there. I do not sleep. I am a thousand winds that blow. I am the diamond glints on snow. I am the sunlight on ripened grain. I am the gentle autumn rain. When you awaken in the morning's hush, I am the swift uplifting rush of quiet birds in circled flight. I am the soft stars that shine at night. Do not stand at my grave and cry. I am not there. I did not die. Which is also kind of very Blake. Oh my God, I hate this. (laughs) Trying to snap. (sighs) Um, Wham. 
I, I like it. I like it. We do. Trying to <gasps> trying to think of a of a of a poem. This one is actually by Shel Silverstein. Oh, is that, it's called Forgotten Language. Once I spoke the language of the flowers. Once I understood each word the caterpillar said. Once I smiled in secret at the gossip of the starlings and shared a conversation with the housefly in my bed. <laughs> Once I heard and answered all the questions of the crickets and joined the crying of each falling, dying flake of snow. Once I spoke the language of the flowers. How did it go? How did it go? <laughs> I'm upset. <sighs> Yeah. Are there funny poems about forgetting? I feel like we are on a downer. I'm sure there's got to be some funny poems. <laughs> I was trying to look up ones by Jack Handy, but I don't know if he actually has done any poems. He's just a weird fucker. What? <laughs> Have you ever heard of Jack Handy? No. Like Deep Thoughts? Uh, No. No. Maybe, okay. No. Well, let's see. Um, I think he was on SNL a long time ago. Um, and I feel like it'd be good to just, you know kind of an interesting deep thought it says explaining to a child that we're mortal and that death is inescapable is probably for me the hardest part about being a party clown <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a really nice note <laughs> that's a nice one it's a nice note to end it on <laughs> i think so too i think that's kind of kind of great um uh, yeah, it took a little while to find, but it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, so we can transition now into something we pre-recorded with mom, which will brighten everyone's days up, um, where we talk about the previous discussion question and have a nice time. Okay, we're going to talk about our previous discussion question. We've got mom here with us, and she's going to react to these because <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um, so basically, mom, we had asked tell um about a time when you're really looking forward to eating something and we're super disappointed can i can i tell a story that's not the yeah. story you guys wanted this is just yeah. a quick quick here, one here we're gonna interject so mom you go and then we'll tell a, a listener response and then we'll back and forth until you're out of stories <laughs> oh i they keep popping in my head now this i'll try that's to talk fine. fast so this <laughs> no. is a disappointing like a very sad um story when i was probably 20 or so 21 I moved from beautiful Hawaii to Denver Colorado to meet the man of my dreams but I didn't know also that beautiful the man of my dreams oh Denver. Denver yeah Denver is really <laughs> great but still you know you moved from Hawaii and it was winter and I didn't know anybody and um it was just a crazy thing to do because you you move someplace and I've never been there. But, you know, honestly, and this was before computers, but I'd seen pictures, you know, TV and all that stuff was still happening. <laughs> so sure. I knew Colorado was really good. <laughs> and so I moved there to see snow and to learn to ski and um, just happened to meet Pat. But um, so I was really homesick, man. I mean, like my first week there, um, I found an apartment and I got I, I'm I'm sorry, I'm going off on tangents, but I got this apartment, not because of any reason, but that it had a fireplace, because that is as good as you can get. If you're from Hawaii, it's like, get a fireplace. I didn't have a bedroom. I had a um, 
a sofa sleeper that was so uncomfortable that I pull the mattress off every night, put it in front of fireplace and be like, oh, yeah, this is the life, you know. <laughs> but anyway, that was my life for a little while. And um, but I got really homesick. I remember driving around and like being kind of upset that there weren't any palm trees. I mean, I don't know, you know. So and then I saw this place that said something about um noodle shack or something. And I was so excited. And so anybody who lives, who knows Denver, I, it was in the middle of this really bad section of Colfax, which I didn't know anything, but it was a bad area, I guess. And so I screeched into there and I thought it was going to be one of these places that has like 120 kinds of Simon, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God, you can get the one ton men, the one with the, you know, kamaboku or the egg or the, you know, this type of sauce. And I was like, oh, yay, Denver. And I drove in there and there were the, like these just really sketchy guys in there. And, and it was, it was cold. I didn't like cold. And I went in and there were like three t bowls. I'm like, really? There were like three things you could choose from. And I was just so sad. And I, so I ordered one and it was just like Aww. soggy. It was worse than, you know, the ramen that you get and you put boil water on whatever it was like all like spaghetti that had been boiled for uh, 25 minutes you know it was all soft and it didn't have anything fun in it and I think I started crying like in my Simon <laughs> you know well, I was just at with least these other flavor. weirdos sitting around and I was just like I'm you know I'm you know I was just so sad so that's my homesick Aww. Simon story but that's all right it got better so yeah yes I'm that's, glad it got that's better my disappointment food story number one <laughs> number one right i do have a couple yeah <clears throat> well manukos on reddit shared a little story um basically they bought a banana flavored drink and were kind of excited about it and it was really really bad so they proceeded <laughs> to take it to a party so that other people would try it and they were like daring <laughs> people to try it and apparently oh this God. one girl really liked it and she took it and she drank for the rest of it that's awesome make that's a friend a that's a good way to make a friend or a bad way jen you could have yeah. done that with your sandwich what would have happened Ooh. i let vitalis try a bite if that counts and he said yeah this is disgusting <laughs> okay that counts a little bit but i mean yeah. if i had if we had been going home i would have just fed it to the deer but yeah we unfortunately mm -hmm. weren't going home mm -hmm. i actually thought of a bad food story that you told me mom so i'm kind of curious if this is one of the oh, ones you no. have in mind but what is it you want me to tell it next or you want me to tell it? No, I no, want to, no, hear, I want to hear what it is now. Well, now, you're better at telling it anyway, but it's a, when you, I think you're a hospice nurse and you went to visit a patient. And you oh, were, no, that's like, not the story. That's a different one. You know one. what I'm yeah. talking about though, right? Kind of. Yeah. You, like, they were, there were, there were snacks on like the table that you started <gasps> eating. Well, you know, that's what you're talking, what I'm talking about. Like, no, I'm thinking of a different hospice story. Where were those three guys that really liked me? The three old man, fishermen? Where they I don't barbecued think I've heard that stuff. one. Oh, really? No, that's a different That sounds one. like yeah. a good snack story. <laughs> oh, it's always good with those guys. They were they were great. I think okay. you ate something you weren't supposed to, Mom. Like there was like you were talking with the family. Japanese patient. <gasps> yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god. Yeah. Tell that story. Tell that story. No, I mean I don't even want to say it. Wait, it wasn't a friend's house. Yeah. It, yeah, it was your this, friend in high school. Okay, yeah. I thought no, it was this a was Japanese a, patient. Like, oh, I don't know. oh yeah, it. it's sure. Yeah. Go, tell this. You have so, to tell it now. 
<laughs> cred. It wasn't hospice. It was it was another Denver story. After I've gotten past oh. the Simon thing, this was maybe a month later, <laughs> and I was trying to make friends. So there was one person. Chris that I'd met out surfing because I stepped on Ivana and he had to help me with my board to my car. And Ivana is a sea urchin. Okay. Mm -hmm. With the big black spikes. And um, so my foot was in bad shape. And so he helped me. And in the process of all that, we became friends and he was moving to Colorado, like right when I was. And so Mm -hmm. we, we exchanged something, you know, we don't even have phones. I don't know how you, I don't know how you connected with people back then, but however it was, maybe we wrote letters. It was like, Hey, um, but anyway, so, um, what was I talking about? Chris. Okay. So Chris had, Chris was Chinese and he had these friends that were, um, you know, from Hawaii or wherever they were. And so I went over there and I was trying to, be, you know, the token Howley and I was trying to be all just, cool and chill and all this stuff. And I just wasn't, I was like a, uh, you know, I was nervous. I didn't know anybody. I was lonely and I wasn't Chinese. And so I went into there and they had these little, they had a dish of something on the table and I thought it was arare, you know? And so I just was like, Oh, I'll fit right in. It's like a crunchy it's like a Hawaii snack. Like it's like it's like a like show you sesame on the outside, right? it's like or a something. Cracker. It tastes kind of yeah. a little. Yeah, yeah, you put it in your popcorn or something. <laughs> so I so I just started eating a country, a couple of those. I don't like arari anyway. I was just trying to you know fit in or something, and um and I was nervous. Probably was the and most so, disgusting of our like the like yeah. Mochi it's not crunch my favorite. So it's mochi yeah. crunch. Yeah. So anyway, I I ate a couple of those, and um I thought God, these are like really stale or something. But I was all smiling. <laughs> smiling, you know, and they, and they started like laughing and trying not to laugh because they, they felt sorry for me, you know, because I was so dumb. And it turns out they were dog biscuits. And I was like, (laughs) okay, can I just go home now? And I couldn't go home because I was riding with Chris and I just had to like sit there and be like so miserable and embarrassed and such a, you know, I mean, you know, how do you, how do you stay at the party after that? And I just, lots of alcohol. (laughs) I don't think we did alcohol. I don't know what we were doing, but I, yeah, well, I really could use some alcohol right then. (laughs) Yeah, that was a disappointing food story. Thanks, Jen, for bringing that one up. You're so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Next user, um, Miasi, I never pronounced this username correctly, Macy1. They basically were saying, like, they love Subway, like Subway sandwiches, um, and they went to Subway in the U.S. once and he said it was super horrible, um, <laughs> like cardboard flavored bread. Um, he said he said underpriced, but I think oh, underspiced, underspiced, underspiced uh, yep. chicken. Um, <laughs> and they asked for <laughs> um, <laughs> they asked for peppers, but said uh, kept in the si- Australian way. <laughs> yes. Capsicum. Yeah, I guess Australian Subway is really good. I don't know. Um, they, they said he also they also said it's offensive to sell Lay's chips as a side. Uh, they said it really grinds my gears that y'all sell chips at Subway, which which doesn't like, make sense as a comment. What are you talking about? What's what's so offensive yeah. about that? Potato chips with sandwiches. What is yeah, yeah. kind of what? works? I know. I don't understand that. What what the fuck do you eat? As, what do you with eat a sandwich? With a sandwich? Like I potato know. chips and sandwiches are pretty 
That's pretty standard. <laughs> yeah, that's that pretty really needs like... to let us know what we're doing that's so offensive. I'll be careful next time. <laughs> Dang. I was like, I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was just like the Lays that was offensive at first. Right, I was I thought, like, all right, like, I guess you don't like Something Lays. about the brand was bad and low quality, <laughs> but no, you just don't think people should you eat potato like... chips and sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't I understand don't that, it. but... I would, so I mean, feel free to elaborate with that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. They also said the cookies were decent, but, you know, were made with high fructose corn syrup, so they didn't taste quite as good as Australian, which, uh, fair enough. And I'm going to have to taste some Australian Subway, I guess, if I go there. Although, wow. if I go to Australia, I don't really want to go Subway. I know. <laughs> but, like, well, Subway is the Might only restaurant. Mind, yeah. yeah, like, Subway is the only other alternative besides the hospital cafeteria. Um for my work if we don't if we forget to bring food which is really depressing because like no matter how many times i've tried to give our hospital cafeteria a chance (laughs) they've disappointed me like (laughs) no matter how good it smells or what kind of thing they make it's always worse (sighs) it's always worse it is sad or at the very least the same (laughs) yeah i've had some things that are like okay well it's not worse, but it's not better. Um, but yeah, and so yeah, I'm stuck with cardboard subway and Lay's, <laughs> well, which I'm actually okay one. with Lay's. But oh, well. anyway, all right, next food story, mom. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna get this one out of the way. It's not really that funny, but it was because it, I wasn't gonna tell this one. No, it was oh, wait, the it was because you asked you said hospice, and I'm like, what hospice oh. food story do I have? And there were these three guys that were really awesome. I loved them, and um, I would Willie, Clarence, and somebody, but they were these old, old local guys. And actually, the patient was one of their wives, and I'd go stop in and um, visit with the wife. But then these guys were always in the backyard, you know, and they they had they ra- the guy who lived there raised orchids, and I loved that. Mm. I'd walk through his whole greenhouse, and he and we'd talk about orchids, and and it was really fun. And sometimes he'd give me one, and it was awesome. Aww, well, then these three guys that were fishermen, they fished together all the time. They really liked me, you know. So they thought it was just fun to talk to this Howley girl or something. And so the one, and they were always cooking, man, they were good. They were, they were really good cooking noodles. And I'd be like, you got to let me write all this down. Cause I'm not good at this. And they throw all the stuff in there and stuff. And one time they were barbecue, they made the noodles for me and then they barbecued and they thought they were really going to get me on this. And so they cooked some opihi they'd caught that morning. Oh, yeah. But the, and I'm like, oh, well, I'll eat opihi. But the trouble was, um, I grabbed one, plopped it in my mouth, and it was wiggling. And I was like, holy <laughs> moly. I'm like, I don't want them that fresh. I mean, that was, they just were dying. No wonder they liked me. Cause they, yeah. I mean, they, like, you know, how do you not like that when some, idiot nurse puts throws a whole live opie in her mouth a raw one and it's like cr- kind of crawling around it's like oh my god i mean that's I'm legit sorry. mom you're legit i'm sorry honey i think yeah oh jeez i think you might have <laughs> lost you know about a 30 year audience right then they just clicked on <laughs> like sorry well, we, can't, we should explain we can't. what an opie is because i don't think people I wonder what people think an OP he is based well, on the context you sing, of the story. You need to sing that song, Malia. You're the one. <laughs> oh, um, Opihi Man or the I'm just no, a little No, please don't. Opihi Man. No, please oh, don't eat oh. me. 
Oh, I hate I'm that just song. Just a little it's so it like too, she was so cute though she sang it with her class at the ho'olalea when we she was like in kindergarten hats. and they that had little op hats <laughs> okay op op op's are like these um they're kind of like barnacles what, mollusk kind of mollusk. Yeah. Ew, barnacles. Stick to rocks. well that's disgusting yeah, but people eat them eat, it's very i'm not gonna eat a barnacle it's a step above a barnacle they <laughs> right. have cute little <laughs> It's one step it has, like, above. A, a little pointy, uh, like cone shell. shell basically. Yeah, you, yeah, if you were um, ever in Hawaii, you might have bought a cheap necklace with one of those shells on it. Mm-hmm. So there. But anyway, yeah. it like, has a this little. Man in the sun. <laughs> a creep. Yeah. A pee man. And back and run. A <laughs> pee man. Other swells coming. So basically, the pee mans they they have to uh, like. At, at low tide, they go and try to grab all the opihi off the rocks as fast yeah, as they can. Yeah, because opihi—that's where they—that's where they live—is on the rocks where the waves are crashing against. So it's really dangerous to pick those. So those guys risk their lives for me just to have a really good laugh. You know? But anyway, yeah, it's just the inside did, little ant. Did I ever tell you I grilled some opihis once that I no. like that I picked off? I like what? overcooked the crap out of them. Though. <laughs> So they were like, you probably rubber. heard my story, Jen. <laughs> no, I just, well, I just didn't know what I was doing. And I, it didn't occur like, oh, these things are tiny. So they don't need to be on the grill for like five minutes. Like they only need like probably 30 seconds or something. And so oh, I so like, funny. but I still ate them because yeah, it was like chewing like rubber. <laughs> I'm sure they're good if they're grilled properly, but I was like, well, uh, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> I picked okay, up myself. That's my story though. Okay. Okay, okay. Good story. Well, <laughs> propag- that propaganda pagoda was in North Carolina and asked for pizza recommendations. And so they ended up at this place that was very bad. So bad that number one, they didn't save pizza to eat later, which is not something that this person does. They always, well, I mean, most people are like, yeah, pizza, even if it's bad, it's good. But like this, no, wrong. And it was so bad that it inspired them to home make pesto. So that they could, they went out and bought a thing to make pesto so that they could make their own pizza. Wow. <laughs> to rectify the situation. <laughs> oh, that's Which, awesome. That sounds kind of delicious, though. They, I mean, I got to give them props. They made yeah, the best we, out of a bad situation. <laughs> we should all do that. You know, like, Jen, you can go home and make a decent make chicken my own sandwich. sandwich. That's true. Well, what did I have? I could make some better. good Simon, I guess. Yeah, mom. or op. He, I think I'll, I'm done. Do you have the <laughs> recipes from those guys that like you wrote down? Yeah, I have seen? the noodles. I have. Why Willie, haven't you Willie's made noodles? Noodles. I, I, I mom. have. No, I you have. haven't. I think I would remember Willie's no, noodles because you're never home. Will you just come home? <laughs> no, I'm serious. What do we you want me to do? For 18 years. <laughs> Okay, if you guys come home again, I promise I'll make Willie's noodles, okay? That's it. Yeah, please. I want to try Willie's noodles. Okay. Like, oh, are you kidding amazing. me? Amazing. Yeah. I like I would I would love I actually found a Simon recipe cuz I like there's no freaking Simon over here in Texas. I what? haven't had a chance to make it, but like yeah, I found it was like apparently I, I I did a lot of googling, so I don't know how good the recipe is, but it basically like was in like the Honolulu advertiser or some kind hmm. of Honolulu thing and uh-huh. it was like or the star maybe um and it was like a Simon recipe with like recipe for the noodles and everything oh. and I want to try Willie's noodles too okay okay Hang I'm on. down <laughs> um did you uh, 
You didn't tell another story. Yeah, Mom, you didn't tell another story. Tell another story, Mom. No, I've been telling lots of stories. I mean, I don't right. know. Well, we're and the, we're saving the best for last, but <sighs> you have to come up with at least one more. I <laughs> there's the I one you didn't story. want to talk about that you could talk about. Oh man. <laughs> Okay, I just, you know, this is where I can't believe I'm sharing this, but I just will because I don't know you guys and I'm never going to meet you. I know you, you two, but, you know, everybody else, um, it's just fine. You have a good laugh over this. So I have no, I have no idea how this happened, but um, apparently. Always a good start. Yeah, no, I don't. And I'm the one who made it. But I, I had, um, so I made some kebabs one night. I, you know, I like kebabs and I made kebabs and then I had some leftovers that were, you know, in the refrigerator and I decided, Ooh, there's not really enough or I don't want to just heat these up for dinner. I'm going to make some fried rice. So I do not, I, I swear, I don't know what I was thinking, but when we, so we had, we made fried rice when we, when we, yeah, I did. I was gone. So when, when we were eating our fried rice, all of a sudden people, you know, the, it was, this was the four of us, our family, people started commenting, dang, what is that in there? You know, it's, I've got a, there's a little hard piece and stuff. And as we were going through, honestly, I, I don't even know what to say, but I had apparently chopped up this stuff with the stick still on and just threw them all in there. Maybe I thought if you chopped it fine enough, you you know, you were, I don't know what I thought. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I thought it's easier to chop, you know, when it's all in a row like that. Actually, I don't even know, but we, (laughs) and then I forgot about the sticks. I just grabbed the pile, threw it in the rice, started cooking it in my wok and was like, Oh, yummy fried rice for dinner. And then, you know, so I about that. yeah, I know what happens. I mean, so, it tasted good to be fair. Just no, you, know. you can't eat. I mean, who knows? <laughs> have you? It's like picking the bones out of a trout. You know, have you ever had to pick the sticks out of your fried yes. rice? <laughs> well, y- yes, me and Malia have, Mom. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that would be a good thing for like. What are three things that are true and one that isn't, or something? You know that game. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, whatever that is. I've got to re- yeah, I've got to remember that one. I picked the sticks out of my fried <laughs> rice one time, except they would know. They would know. Like that's just too weird. <laughs> anyway, okay. Next. All right. Let's see. So, the leg tall says this discussion question reminds them of what happened to Verona and Pale, which I don't know if you're at that part. I don't remember, Mom. Um, when Brett said he'd get her kill kill a low dough. And then Mm -mm. he like canceled basically. And they experience such secondhand disappointment. um, They end up going to beaver tails, um, which is the real world equivalent to kill a low dough um, to get, you wrote a donut, but it actually wasn't a donut. It was a deep fried piece of dough with cheese and garlic on it. (gasps) Cheese and garlic makes it not a donut. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, at least (laughs) I've never heard of a donut Aren't there savory donuts, Malia? Maybe, maybe but no. Like, maybe not. <laughs> but this one looks That's more question. like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I could show a good picture to you guys, but this doesn't look like a donut to me. Uh, oh, there it is. Ooh, yummy. Oh, looks exciting. That looks decent, though. It looks good. Yeah. The leg tall. Good job. All right. Um, 
So we do have one more listener thing after this. I don't know if it's like having the big funny family story and then a listener after that works or if mom should try to come up with one more and then we can do the... No, let's just hear or, the listener. How did you come they, up with one, Malia? Because I yeah, told Malia. mine and mom's told plenty of hers. Oh, Something um, disappointing. Something disappointing. Um, Apparently Malia's I, I can't think never of anything had like that. Males. Well, I can't think of one that's that funny. It's like I can think of like really craving this fried rice that i remember being really good and then going back and it just like wasn't nearly as good um kind of bale no no one here in texas um one time mm. it was like it really hit the spot in terms of just like the 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 calrose rice flavor and the like light show you flavor and it was so perfect and wonderful and like two days later i was like i need that fried rice again because i'm upset and I ordered it, and it was the saltiest fucking thing I've ever experienced. I was like, "How did you do this? Like, how did you? How did you? How did you do this? This they spilled the salt shaker. I don't even. Whoops. Yeah, like it wasn't like darker from Choyu or whatever. It was just like salt. And I was like, ah, so that was disappointing. <laughs> I don't know why that reminded me. Like, there's um, this comedian that I really like that. You've heard me talk about before. Um, his name's James Acaster. He's like a British mm-hmm. comedian. Um, and he, t- I don't remember if it was actually one of the stand-ups or if it's just something he told. But um, I, he basically went through like a breakdown, basically, <laughs> in like um, what is it, 2016 or 2015, sometime around there. And apparently, like one night, he just like opened his fridge and just like ate this like cold lasagna like cold it was like a frozen lasagna that i guess he'd let thaw and he just ate this Ew. cold lasagna and he said that it was amazing and it was like the best thing he's ever had but he's had like <laughs> he's tried it since and it was he's like yeah it was disgusting but for some so reason weird. that one moment it was like amazing <laughs> which that yeah that's well yeah <laughs> all right um now onto the story that might be you might be completely underwhelmed by hearing. Oh no! Wait, wait. First, but, it's the last um, listener. Oh, that's right. So, Code yeah, Zeta. I'm sorry about that. Was in Sao Paulo, um, and Sao Paulo apparently has a lot of like Italian cultural influence, and um, they wanted pizza, and so they were like, "This will be great. We're just going to go to this like really highly rated pizza place um, in an expensive part of town." And so they went and they got this like salami goat cheese pizza. Um, they also clarified that they don't have like super like high, um, like they also enjoy really like Domino's-y, not great pizza. Um, and so they're trying to say like, I'm not just like a super pizza snob. It's the qualifier. But they order this pizza and apparently the pizza tasted just like bread. Like that's it. And mm. um, there were these like, fruity water expensive drink things that also just didn't taste like anything and the service was really bad there was no music because it was in like this mall that had a grocery store underneath and so you just heard people in the grocery store (laughs) 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 and it sounds like a really like bewildering experience and i'm sorry that it's just yeah people sandwiches and pizza apparently can be really disappointing because they can be so good so like if it's maybe you you expect them to be decent yeah you know okay i just have to say this is my new i mean uh, this is like my mantra right now is just to 
it's all about expectations. Your expectations make them just lower them down to nothing. You guys, I'm serious. That's what your problem with your day is. If you're kind of disappointed today, you're not doing that great. Your sandwich wasn't that good. It's, it's your fault. You need to have low, low expectations. If you're ticked off because you know, you're, your partner or your husband is just being a grouch and they, you know, threw their, you know, their sandwich wrapper on the floor. Things like this have happened. <laughs> just, you know, it's really just put it back in your lap, you know, take ownership. You expected them to do better. Don't do that. Don't do that. You expect if you pay thousands of dollars for a nice vacation, you expect to have fun. Don't even go there. I'm so, no, but I'm really, I'm, you guys no, know I'm right. I see if you, why if this you, is helpful, but the way you're expressing it is very funny. No, I mean, no, I'm really serious, though, because I'm gearing up for a vacation, quote, vacation in Yellowstone with my dear, dear husband, who I just bought a, a like a fold up wheelchair for him and paid mega bucks so that we can like get the big, big van and the and the hotels that have all the conveniences. That's not my kind of thing. I like kind of going and being surprised by this cool little place I end up, you know, but, but my expectations, I'm, I'm expecting to have not a good time at all. The food's going to be like crap. My husband's going to be a grouch. I'm going to be my, my credit cards are going to be overdrawn. And so I'm ready. No. I'm serious, you guys, Jenny. <laughs> okay, so there. I'm sorry, but that's your food thing, Jen. You expected something good? Well, hey, I did. Whose fault right. is that? You know? I mean, you could no. argue that maybe they shouldn't cost, like, maybe they shouldn't charge $7.50 for a sandwich that's like two or three days old, but you're right. It's expectations. I should have just expected them to have stepped on it and spat in the food and then I would have been pretty yeah, happy with that. I mean, that. expect mold. Expect whatever. <laughs> you know, you've got to... mold. Yeah, expect mold. Your expectations have got to be really low for anybody to have a happy life. I want everybody to think about what they're going through today. Are you in traffic? Well, hello. Who's fault At least is you that? Have a car. And you actually expected to drive, to just drive all on your way without all this? You know, just always expect that you're never going to make it there on time. You're going to have some idiots pull in front of you. Your car is going to run out of gas. That's never happened to me, but you know. <laughs> anyway, your expectations. Okay, I'm off of this now. Great. We're ready for the story. Okay, I'm really tempted to have you tell that story. No, but no, have that that's another, another episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, all right, go ahead and tell uh, uh, tell tell the Knott's Berry. Yeah, farm I, I might cut in because I feel like you don't necessarily set up the dramaticism <laughs> as well as I would want you to. So let's see how you start, and I might cut in. I me, I don't, I yeah. don't even know if I can tell this story. I mean, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll start. start. Oh, Malia, oh, you go. Yeah, because I can't do okay. it. Okay, so we went to Knott's Berry Farm for um, one of our vacations, which is a like theme park in california and um you know we have a big long day um it's it's hot we you know we're really tired or whatever but like originally knott's berry farm you know it's like the jam or the jelly or whatever so originally it was just like this restaurant kind of a thing and it grew into this like huge sensation right um and we're kind of like okay well let's eat at this restaurant and so they still have this restaurant um 
it was like dinner time, like six or something. And so the line for this restaurant is incredibly long. Like I swear we waited at least an hour. Um, and like plastered all over the walls in like the area that you're waiting in are pictures, right? Of like grandma and her chicken and her chicken recipe, the fried chicken, the fried chicken that's incredible, right? And but also like celebrities. You see pictures of old timey celebrities with grandma, people who've written letters and like signed autographs, being like, the chicken was the best chicken I've ever had. This is the best chicken in the world. This mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's, there's, you know, there's pictures of like, when this restaurant was new and you have pictures of people lined up around the entire building and down the block um, because they are waiting for this chicken, this fried chicken to end all chicken, right? You go okay, I just I sit have to down say, in the restaurant. I have to say this too, though. Those, those waitresses in the pictures, they're the ones that are still there. They're, yes. they're at least like 85 is the youngest one, I think. And they and they're wearing those cute little yeah. apron things and bonnets and they kind of shuffle around in their grandma shoes, you know, those white ones that the nurses wore and their and their support hose. And so they get over to you with their little their little, you know, menu pad thing and they're like, you know, I don't know. But anyway, they're you know, they're really sweet old ladies. They they you know, you can't hurt their feelings. You cannot. You know, you don't no, want to they've that's been like working grandma. here since they were sixteen uh-huh. and this is their life. They it's their life and they're so proud of it. And I am too. I think they're awesome. Stop it, you guys. My family sucks. My family sucks. You're gonna you get the lower You have to lower your expectations, mom. <laughs> So, so we get we finally get in and we seated at a table and mom, dad, and Jenny all order um the fried chicken plate. And I ordered chicken and dumplings because I thought you ordered chicken pot pie. It was chicken and dumplings. Okay. But we were all and we were all like kind of disgusted at Malia because like really we've been waiting in line for this long and you're gonna get the fucking chicken and dumplings when the whole thing that this place is known for is the fried chicken. And she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna do whatever I wanna do. So then what happens, Mom? I don't even uh, okay. I, all I know is is I hate my family because these, <laughs> the way I do. I'm still mad about this. I'll never get over it. You guys are the rudest, dang. You know, yeah. So so anyway, they the the little waitress shuffles over and and puts down these chicken things in front of us. They even had this stuff. This is how old this thing is. It's called comp. Compote. Compost. Right? I want to call it compost. <laughs> it's just, you have to look it up, but that's like real old lady stuff, you know. And they they put this dish of that stuff and and maybe some pickles. I mean, who I don't know, but it's just it looked fine. And so we, you know, and after waiting that long, so I I just know we. I mean, I bit into it. I was happy, you know, but no, Jenny. <laughs> so it was silent, right, for like a minute or two. And I'm eating and like. You know, mine tastes good or whatever. I'm fine. We're all like, but it's it's silent, right? Because we've been waiting forever. We're so fucking hungry, and we're oh finally eating this chicken. And then Dad breaks the silence. Dad. What does he say, Mom? He says the chicken isn't that good. And then he starts saying, and I just got mad at him. I'm like, well, Mom bursts into just hysterical be- laughter. <laughs> I don't remember if that was before or after, but I think I was like hitting him with my napkin yeah, or something. Hitting. And then, and then he starts raising his voice, which is what Pat does when you want, when you don't when want anybody to, to notice, then he'll go, the chicken, it's really not that good. You know, we're 
And then the waitress is coming over. I'm like, would you be quiet? Be quiet. This is her life, you know? And no, he keeps saying it over and over and over. But but I can't help it. The chicken isn't that good. And then the kids are roaring laughing. I'm, I didn't know if I, I think I was laughing and crying started, at the same yeah, time. And, I, and, um, and uh, dad just won't shut up. Bad. He's having a great time. He thinks this is the highlight of Knott's Berry Farm for sure for him, you know? And, um, I, I yeah, and I don't even know. It was terrible. He kept saying it in front of the waitress, you guys. And um, I yeah, hope her hearing like, was just so bad she never even got it. Probably was. No, because I'm it's, sure she probably, she'd be crushed. You know, she probably mostly just noticed you hysterically laughing, and crying, crying, and then like you kind of got up to go to the bathroom. And I, I think did. I, I didn't want to come back. It didn't help. It didn't, it didn't help at all. You just kept laughing and crying and well, saying that dad, yeah, yeah thought sucks. she was happy because she was laughing. Yeah, so then he started going like, happy. <laughs> just because you're laughing, it was it was like hysterics. Have you heard of hysterics? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he started okay. being like booger and just like weird shit to like get mom to keep laughing because he's like, because he's like, he's like my I love being, having a happy wife. I'm like, God, Jacob, you're such a idiot oh god i I don't expect anybody else to get this but it was just a but just like he kept just he it's not like he was just saying the chicken's not that good he was just like you know it's it's not the not the worst chicken i've ever had but you know it's like kfc you know i've I've had that it's about kfc level or he's like this is probably the best chicken they had a hundred years ago And I mean, you know, it wasn't bad. It was pretty good. It was not bad. It wasn't bad. Everybody should go. But it also wasn't worth like celebrity handshakes. You know, (laughs) it's not like, oh, Brad Pitt's going to come over and need to try this chicken. You know, (laughs) like, could you see? I would have fallen off my chair. I would have been like, oh my God, get me out of here. (laughs) Like, if dad started trying to say, the chicken's not that good around Brad Pitt, who Jeez. came all the way. I know. Whatever you do, farm. don't get the chicken. You know, <laughs> <laughs> don't get the fried chicken. It was such a moment in our vacation. We we had to get Dad a souvenir the next day because he's you can't buy anything for him. And we found some random white T-shirt with weird stuff on it, and we all just autographed it because we were looking for a chicken shirt and couldn't find it. And I washed it yesterday, you guys. We still have it, oh, and it really? says the chicken isn't that good on the back. It's a big thing. <laughs> I should show it. Yeah, I still have it because I can't ever throw that thing away. No, you can't ever throw. That's going to be yeah. a family heirloom. Yeah, just like the leopard skin. Yeah, and I maybe not just like, but <laughs> yeah, not just like. We'll put it on the floor for people to. It'll be the front mat. The front mat. Chicken. You know, isn't people that good don't mat. always know. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their stories, especially us that other people might not really relate to. Or understand why why we find them so amusing. I have to apologize to people. I'm sorry we're so amused. We are. I'm sorry. We think we're really funny. We do. We just, yeah. Because we have such low expectations, right? I was going to say, I hope that this met the expectations of everyone waiting this week to hear mom's Knott's Berry Farm story. Since you've waited, it looks like 46 minutes. Um, That's so so. sad. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Oh, that's the moral. Just lower, I guess, lower your lower your expectations yeah. for life. You know, and everything will be better. Everything will Actually, be better. Absolutely. Yep. I don't know if that's a great message, but oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm looking forward to having a lousy time in Yellowstone. You know. <laughs> It's good. I mean, really, it's got to be whatever. It's got to be better than what I'm thinking is going to happen. Unless it's not. And I'm still fine with that. <laughs> and then, well, then that's just a lesson. You should have lowered them even more. I know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, jeez. Uh, um, <sighs> well, thanks for coming on and taking the time, Mom. I bet all of our listeners appreciate a fun romp after what will surely be me being very depressed for the rest of this episode for reasons I can't explain to you. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I guess oh, I appreciate man. this. Yeah, that and was kind of fun. And Jenny, uh-huh. oh, sorry, I'm going to the post office now. So it's your fault if if your children's Easter <laughs> package of goodies is late. Well, luckily oh, I have expect- very low expectations <laughs> for. <laughs> them That's to good. care and they probably don't it. even have a clue what lily I mean, shouldn't be eating chocolate yet anyway and miko well uh, come on this is grandma's thing i want to give her her first easter chocolate egg oh Ooh, boy okay. that might kill I mean, her we haven't given yeah. her chocolate yet but maybe <laughs> yeah I think that's a little, that's like really lowering your expectations, Malia. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't, like, that's what mom said. <laughs> like, yeah, not kill expect- it in a literal way, just kill it in no, a like metaphorical your- way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'd be like, expect everything to kill expect you and, you'll be dis- <laughs> and you won't be disappointed. As oh, long okay. as you live through the rest uh, of your day, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that was kind of fun, you guys. So I'm off to do my day now. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. Um, I want to see that shirt sometime. I forgot what it looked like, but I can, you take a are you guys still it, talking? Nice. I'll take a picture and send it. <laughs> do you think I was thinking? Who, what? Do you I not- think she means recording. Oh, okay. I was like, can you not hear me? <laughs> are you no, still I mean, talking When to I me? go to the post oh, office now, sorry. just, I don't. I'm not that far off, Jen. I know I I know I'm getting there, but no, I still have some kind some sense of reality. But um, I'll I'll text it to you and send you guys a picture so you can enjoy the memory. Thanks, mom. All right, I appreciate that. Thank you, mom. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, well, end this recording. Okay, bye, mom. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash Wildo. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, Check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapter 7.x. All right. This is a fun fact I just came upon, um, and we'll have to ask Ruben and Elliot if it's true. Um, Apparently, um, in Melbourne, Australia, they love their trees so much that in 2013, they assigned each one an email address so the public could report any problems. 
that they noticed. But instead of sending messages about issues, people began writing love letters to the trees. Oh, so people send love emails to trees in Melbourne, Australia, which is very (laughs) sweet. Um, Apparently, yeah, one of them, it says, my dearest Olmus, as I was leaving St. Mary's College today, I was struck not by a branch, but by your radiant beauty. You must get these messages all the time. You're such an attractive tree. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so good. That's so good. That's so many email accounts. That's a lot of email accounts, but people <laughs> love trees. Let's see. There's some other ones. It was like, <laughs> that one's not as, this one's not really a love letter, but it was like two golden elm tree. Um, it's May 2015. I'm so sorry you're going to die soon. <laughs> Holy fuck. It makes me sad when Mood. trucks dra- damage your low-hanging branches. Are you as tired of all this construction work as we are? Um, I'm so tired you're going to die soon. Isadora to Blake. <laughs> or I'm sad you're going to die soon. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's At least they get some uh, nice... Did Oh, I thought that it was saying that the trees... Oh no, it says some people have received replies what somehow. <laughs> so someone wrote to Dear Greenleaf Elm, I hope you like living at St. Mary's. Most of the time I like it too. I have exams coming up and I should be busy studying. You don't have exams because you're a tree. I don't think there's much more to talk about. So we don't have a lot in common, you being a tree and such, but I'm glad we're in this together. Cheers, Aww. F. Then the tree replied, hello, F, I do like living here. I hope you do well in your exams. Research has shown that nature can influence the way people learn in a positive way. So I hope I inspire your learning. Best wishes, green leaf elm tree. That's so, um, what's the word? Wholesome. It's very wholesome, which is kind of nice. So nice. Someone even asked, someone ended up talking politics with a red cedar. So, Hi, tree. Are you worried about being affected by the Greek debt crisis? Should Greece be allowed to stay in the European Union? Regards, Troy. Hi, Troy. I seem to remember the Greeks raised you to the ground one time. Are you still angry at them? (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) Um, It's like Greece is not out of the woods yet, but maybe out of the EU and kind of talks about it a bit. And then it's like a good party paragraph. And it says, I don't know. But then I'm only a tree. Regards, Western Red Cedar. Uh, love it. That's pretty great. So uh, keep writing letters to the trees, guys. Uh, you might hear from back from them. And <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> all right. On that note, um, hopefully um, we won't have to have any more wakes um, during this podcast. Hopefully things will keep going up in terms of cheeriness, but um, they probably won't. It probably won't because this is packed. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you all have a better week uh, than Blank did. Um, I said I think I said Blank by accident, <laughs> but that makes oh sense God. too. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, I hope you had a better week than Blank did, um, and uh, we will keep talking next week. Yay, bye. Bye. Bye.